0: A good evening, everybody. This is the Naked Pastor, the show that's all about you, your questions about God, faith, religion, in, and the Bible. So the ideas that you send in, call in, ask questions that you have regarding God, faith, religion, and the Bible. And we try and answer that from a biblical point of world view. So this show is brought to you by Hashtag Audiovisual. Hashtag Audiovisual has designed, installed and maintained some of the highest profile boardrooms and other applications in the country. Our solutions include interactive touchscreens, wireless and wide connectivity, video and teleconference facilities, projectors and screen system control, lighting automation, sound reinforcement and recording, facility booking solutions, conference system. Contact us for an assessment of your current audiovisual setup and advice on how we can optimize the functionality of these key meetings or conference venues at info at htav.co.za or www.hashtagav.co.za if you want them they're the sponsor of this show and you can contact peter on that uh email or you can visit their website it's a hashtag h a s a T-A-G-A-V dot C-O dot Z-A. So, tonight we're talking about unbelief. What is unbelief? And where does it come from? How does it develop? And how do I get rid of unbelief? Or do do I suffer from unbelief? Well, all of us have some form of unbelief. There's something that you can or cannot believe about God, about the Holy Spirit, about what God can do for you and it is important that we don't fool ourselves and say well i've got the super faith so the first thing we need to understand and i want you to get into your heart and your mind is not to have faith in your faith good evening jenny nice to see you online so not to have faith in your faith you see so many times i meet people saying but i've got such big faith i've got such strong faith and i think to myself really you've got this big faith you've got the strong faith i'm still struggling for mustard seed faith because as soon as i got that i might be able to move some mountains so uh that is like really don't have faith in your faith do me a favor if you can type and tell me how the sound is I've, we've been battling having some technical difficulties with the sound so if you can type in there uh, just saying, sounds good or thumbs up or whatever, so I can know what i must You know, see that if I can still work on it, is it coming through scratchy or can you hear me loud and clear? Thank you for that. So, hey, Rachel, sounds awesome, fantastic. So here's the thing: don't have faith in your faith, but have faith in God. Here's the thing: it wasn't accounted Abraham for a believing God, but that he believed God not just believing in God but that he believed what God said so I want you to get the difference there it's quite easy you you can't deny that your spouse exists you believe in them but you can deny what they tell you whether it's the truth or not so unbelief is when we doubt what God says and we We doubt what God says because of what goes on in our hearts. I want you to follow this. Everything in your heart, everything in your heart is your faith. I'm going to say that again. Everything in your heart is your faith. But you can believe a lie in your heart, and that will be faith. You see, and when I have that type of faith, I actually have unbelief in God, but I believe a lie. So some people believe they're going to die young. They just believe that they are going to die young. So if you tell them, but God wants you to have a long life, they're like, but I can't believe that. I'm, I'm battling to overcome that unbelief. It's because they have got faith or believe in that they're going to die young. I want to read you something. One John 5, 10. The one believing in the Son of God has the witness in himself. How many times do I meet people? And I say, "Listen, uh, are you going to heaven?" I constantly ask this question. I love asking the question. I love seeing people being all perplexed and squirming for words. And I just really, I get some—I don't know—maybe some pleasure out of it to see how people react when I ask them, "Are you going to heaven?" And most people react. In more or less the same way, May, well, I think so, I hope so, I believe so, maybe. Um, the minute somebody says that to me, well, maybe maybe I am, uh, I hope so, I believe so, I think so. The minute they, they do that, I know, I know that they're not saved. Why? 1 John five fifteen. the one believing in the Son of God has the witness in himself. You know, you know that you know that you know that you are saved if you ask a guy that got married last night the next morning are oh, you married he's not gonna say well i hope so oh i think so um i've been trying to be married no he's gonna say, i am married i got married but if you ask him the day before he'll say to you mm, i don't know uh or you do love doing putting us up on the spot yes I do love doing that <laughs> okay so the one not believing God has made him God a liar so if you know that you if you know that you're saved you know that you're saved same like you know you're married you know you're married okay and that's this thing. The one believing in the Son of God has the witness in himself that he believes in God, that he has got faith in him. So the first thing you need to have is believe in your salvation. You need witnesses to do that. You need an eternal witness, an internal one, okay, and, a, and yourself. The one not believing God has made God a alive because he has not believed in the witness which God has witnessed concerning his Son. So what does that mean? God gave evidence over and over and over in Jesus's life that Jesus is his son. When he got baptized, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. When he prayed for people, they got healed. How? God confirming that this is my son. All right, so, and this is the witness that God gave us everlasting life, and this life is in his son. So you can't have everlasting life. There's only one way to heaven, and that's when you are in Jesus. When Jesus is in you, the one having the Son has life. The one not having the Son does not have life. Guess what? Are you going to heaven? Uh, Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, If you have the Son, you have life. No questions. No if, buts, or maybes. All right. Paul uh, Paul loves to write this to the to his people, and I see John is copying him. He says, "I wrote these things to you." okay, the ones believing in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have everlasting life. Write this down. Get it in your inside. Get it in your spirit. Get, get, this, get this into your heart. You see, everything in your heart is your faith. 1 John five thirteen says, I wrote these things to you to the ones believing in the name of the son of god to the ones believing in the name of jesus that you if you believe that he is raised in may know that you have everlasting life there's no if buts or maybe you're not depending on god's mood on the day whether he likes you approves you if you had to live, live a life good enough that you've lived up to it or um, maybe he just doesn't like your face. The way you walk, the way you sound, I mean, there's a couple of people I meet. I don't necessarily like the sound of their voice. I don't necessarily like the look of them. There's people that meet me, and they don't like the way I walk. Okay? God doesn't operate on that. See, this is what John is conveying. I wrote these things to you, the ones believing in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have everlasting life, and that you may believe in the name of the Son of God. See, God wants you to believe. God wants you to be secure in what you believe. It doesn't matter who comes into your sphere of influence. It doesn't matter who is saying what. You don't have to be, because God had this written to you. Listen to what 2 Corinthians 13 says. God's spirit is a witness in you. I am coming to you this third time. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every matter shall be established. Examine yourself, whether you are in the faith. Examine yourself. Be honest with yourself. You see, you can fool some of the people all the time, all the people some of the time. You can never fool all the people all the time. You can even fool yourself some of the time. But you can never ever, never ever can you fool God. And if you become quiet and you become honest, you become sincere with yourself and you examine yourself whether you are in faith, whether you believe. Test yourself. 2 Corinthians 13:5. Examine yourself whether you are in faith. Test yourself. Or do you not yourselves perceive that Jesus Christ is in you unless you are disapproved? You see, if Jesus is in you, you know, but you can lie to yourself. You can deceive yourself. You can get yourself all twisted up in that. You say, I believe that you say, well, I've got a relationship that you say, I have everlasting life that you say I've been born again. You can have that. You can, but if you honest with yourself, and I think we need to, as a people, as a church, in the times we live in, we need to get to a place where we're dead dog honest with ourselves. Where am I? Or am I just trying to please some people, live up to some standards, impress somebody, hoping God will like me? Just none of that will work. Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God you can't please god without faith i want you to get this right if you do something in faith whether you do the right thing or the wrong thing or the right thing the wrong way or the wrong thing the right way as long as you add faith to that you do it in faith you are pleasing to god let me explain to you what i'm saying you're walking down the street and there is a person that draws your attention, but this person is walking on crutches. And you don't know whether God's telling you to pray for this person or not pray for this person, but you decide, you decide to go and pray for this person because you believe. You say, well, I trust God is telling me to go and pray for this person. And you go and pray for this person, you don't know how to pray for this person, you don't have a cooking clue what to do, you just walk up to him, uh, put your hand on his shoulder or her shoulder, and you just blurt it out. Lord, heal them. Amen. And you walk away, nothing happened. You never engaged the person, you never spoke to this person, you were too shy. That's all you got out. Number one, you could have heard completely wrong. Maybe God didn't want to just have you pray for that person. But because you added faith, you pleased God. You didn't introduce yourself, you weren't friendly to the person, you weren't just engaging this person. And um, so you did it the complete wrong way. You even didn't pray in the name of jesus you did all of that wrong but you did it in faith jesus just stood up from his throne and said i have found faith because faith pleases him for it is right that we that the one drawing near to god should believe that he is listen you can't draw near to God if you don't believe that he exists. for it is right that the one drawing near to God, seeking God, diving into the pages should believe that he is. God exists and that he becomes a rewarder to those seeking him out. God wants to reward you, and it's your faith that pleases him. You see how does the problem of unbelief start? Well, you speak your problem. You speak as you feel it. Faith does not focus on feeling. You see, we've got to get past what I feel. Feel lies in my soul. It's not, in my, it's not, it's not rooted in my spirit. Feeling. Faith does not fo- focus on feeling. Infirmity is a fact. But for the person with faith, there is triumph. Infirmity, sickness, disease. That's a fact. But can you believe God to heal you? How are you going to believe God to you? Where are you going to get the faith? Well, faith comes by the hearing of the word of God. You have to speak your faith. You have to get scripture. You can't th- thumb suck faith. Are you following what I'm saying? A lot of people say, I believe in God. I was like, yeah, you believe in God. Okay, but where did you get this belief from? Now, well, I just believe. You can't thumb suck faith. You cannot thumb suck it. You have to get it somewhere. It comes from the word of God faith comes by the hearing of the word of god good evening and nice to see you online okay so faith comes by the hearing of the word of god you can't suck it out you can't go lie in your bed and i don't know imagine you have faith clear your mind all right watch your breathing and start elevating you have now got some faith no faith comes by the hearing of the word of God. So you need to read your Bible aloud. You need to go listen to some people preach. You need to get a type. need um, or YouTube or something. You know, just listen to the word of God being preached. You can even listen to the audio Bible. You need to hear the word of God. That brings faith. becomes It gets into your heart. So if I'm battling with unbelief, it doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's for sickness. Maybe it's a disease. Maybe maybe, maybe your whole family has always been poor, always been struggling. And it's just this is the way we are. This is our family is, you know, or everybody's got divorced or everybody is, you know, nobody's really gotten past 65 and they exchange the temporal for the eternal can you believe God for a long life for healing for breakthrough in marriages or finances or wisdom where am i going to get it well i'm going to get in the word of God i have to delve into his word. i have to hear Jesus say it i have to hear him say it i i have to hear him say it my heart needs to be open to hear him say it how from the pages of the bible he speaks He speaks clearly, he speaks directly, he speaks uh, concise, he speaks on point, he doesn't mince words. He says it plain and simple so that you and I, especially me, can understand it. If I can't, then how am I going to have faith? How am I going to believe that God wants to touch your life? How am I going to believe that God wants to touch my life? How am I going to believe that God wants to save your child, my children, my neighbor? How am I going to believe that? How am I going to know? How am I going to be convinced am my inside that God wants me to spread his kingdom? If I haven't read it, if I haven't heard it, if I hadn't heard him say it. You see, if I read in my Bible, Jesus' words are in red letters. He says the following, why don't you pray the Lord of the harvest for laborers? Because the harvest is plentiful and it is ripe. But the laborers are few. So what does God say? He says there's a lot of people to be saved, they' are ready to be saved. I just gonna get people to get there. why don't you pray the Lord for the harvest to send out the laborers? and just maybe just maybe he speaks to you just maybe he opens the doors for you to bring in the harvest. but I can't believe it if I don't read it. Philippians 4:19 says the following my God, i want to i want you to understand this scripture that paul is writing to the philippians and the philippians have supported the church of philippi have supported his ministry they've sent funding so that he could go all over and preach the gospel in ephesus and rome and wherever he traveled they send some money yes he also worked he made tents and But they send him money. And now because of what the seed that they've sown into his life. Listen to the word that comes. He says, My God shall supply your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So how can I know that God wants to supply my need if I don't read it? Well, right there he says, My God shall supply my need, your need. Because you've sown, because you've been faithful, because you've been putting money to harvesting souls, my God will, He will supply your need. Well, Lord, we need this and we need that and we've got shortcoming. Can you see how I bet unbelief? I get into the Word of God. I start standing in the Word of God. I start reading the word of God. Allow that word not to be stuck in my mind. It needs to go into my heart because everything in my heart is my faith. It's very easy to see if you believe something. Go and do. Go and do it and see your emotions. See what reaction happens. You see, if you believe doing good to people will cause good to come to you It's sowing and reaping it's not karma it's sowing and reaping god enforces sowing and reaping you will do good to people if you believe that if i sow i'm going to harvest you're going to sow if you believe that if i pray for people they're going to get me healed you're not going to be anxious to pray for them you're going to be excited to pray for them the same thing is when you go buy an ice cream you're not anxious buying an ice cream you know i'm going to buy this ice cream it's going to be nice because in your heart of hearts you believe that that ice cream is nice whether it be vanilla chocolate or i don't know all the funny flavors you get these days so if you believe that i I can pray for somebody and they're going to get healed there's going to be excitement but if there's if there's fear if there's this angst in my heart, and, and uh, it means I don't truly believe it. It's in my heart that's the problem. My mind can know it, but in my heart there's a problem. I want to challenge you. Take your Bible, get scriptures. Go Google it. You know, Google is your friend. Go Google it. Pinterest it. I don't know. Find a friend. You know, scriptures on healing. Start memorizing those scriptures. Start speaking those scriptures over and over and over. Why? Because repetition breeds revelation. It goes from my mind to my heart. Psalm 103 says, forget not the Lord your God and all his benefits that heals all your disease. Isaiah says, by his stripes I am healed. I want you to see that when, when I'm fearing something, when I'm unbelieving in some category of my life, I need to go and find it. it maybe maybe you don't believe God is a good father. Then you need to go read what Jesus says. Why do you call me good? Only one is good. That is the father. And Jesus says, if I am good and doing good, I don't do anything by myself. The father and I, we are one. I am express image of the invisible God. Did jesus go about doing good yes did you read that did you get that did you hear it did you hear can you hear his voice crying out to you i want you to have some faith you see today's victory lays the foundation for future victory if i can get rhema word logos is your mind rhema is your heart if i can get rhema word. That God loves me. That God is for me. That God can use me. If my heart opens up to that and I start believing that and I get a victory in just one area. Just one area. Just one thing. Have God just deposit one. Not a million things. One thing. If I can get that going the next one will come. And the next one will come it will be this foundation and you will see how the lord because here's the thing he does it he comes and he overcomes faith freedom from unbelief you need to repent you need to say lord i'm sorry i am sorry for not believing is he One thing we don't do is we don't like to repent because then when we repent, we admit something's wrong. And when we admit something is wrong, it also means that we can't do anything about it. Psalm 138, verse 2 I will worship towards your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your mercy and for your truth, for you have magnified your word above all your name. Can you see that God's word is true? that God holds his word higher higher than anything else he holds his word higher than his name he wants you to do the same if he this is why it was so cool that it was accounted to Abraham as righteousness for believing god not just believing in god but believing what god said what did god say to abraham he says abraham you are gonna have a son and i'm gonna give you children and they're gonna be like numbered like the stars so abraham thought oh it's a good idea it's a good idea i'm gonna get myself a uh, haggard i'm gonna go and sleep with my servant because my wife doesn't for one or fall pregnant and he made a big old mess. A big old mess. And in, in, in dis- discussing this with God, in dis- you see, he believed God. He said, okay, Lord, but you said this. I did this. Bless Ishmael. And the Lord said, I'll bless Ishmael. And out of Ishmael came 12 tribes. God said it was fantastic. But that is not my promise. That is your action. It will come from you and Sarah. It will be the son of faith so when abraham couldn't do it anymore and when sarah was a dried up raisin he still believed what god said he did not let go of that. why because that word dropped in his heart i want you just follow with me for a second and sarah gets pregnant 15 years later both of them are knocking on the door of 100 years and Sarah actually laughed at the Lord. It was so laughable. Even if people of 60 today imagine getting pregnant, you know, we all really feel sorry for them. And then when Isaac was a teenager, the son of laughter, God says to him, I want you to go and crucify, to go and kill him, sacrifice him to me. Abraham. Believed God. What was the promise that God made him? He says, "I am going to raise up children to you, as many as the stars, and if you could count the sand and the sea of the sea, at that many." God, but you want me to kill him? Well, I believe you're going to. You, well, if I get him killed, you will get raise him up because you said it doesn't matter what's coming, doesn't matter what's going to happen, doesn't matter the the test, the trial, the the, the, the turbulence the the political situation in the country it does not matter i believe what you said you see that first victory was the foundation for the next one and for the next one and then he said god said to him because you have done this because you haven't spared this i will not spare my son see in abraham lies this thing about jesus man that is beautiful it brings tears to my eyes it's it's beautiful take in the word and turn your eyes away from the problem towards god turn your eyes on the solution in the solution god is the solution his word is the solution speak it hold on to it don't give up on it repeat it and repeat it tell people about it write it down (laughs) Post it on your Facebook. Engrave it on your walls. Just don't go tattoo it on your body. I don't think that's what God meant by that. And you repeat that word. You repeat that promise. Because it will go in. Since you've repented for not believing His word, and now you take whatever it is. Maybe you need wisdom. And James said, why don't you ask wisdom if you lack it? be good god is a good god he's a good father and he doesn't just give he gives liberally he gives a lot he gives plenty of wisdom for those that ask lord give me wisdom he'll put you in some situations to get wisdom he'll develop it he'll develop that muscle practice your faith and hold onto it even th- through tough times I got the word that God heals. I've seen it happen around me. I see people get healed when other people pray for them. And I'm like, I want that. I've read it. These signs will follow those that believe. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. If somebody is sick amongst you, bring him to the elders and two or three pray for him for these healing. And God will heal him. So I said, I'm gonna put this faith in action. I'm going to try this. And for two years, I prayed for many. Every Thursday afternoon, many, 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 many people. Not one flu went away. Not one headache went away. Not one leg was healed. Nothing. I put my faith into practice. And then one day, after two years, an old lady with a serious back problem god just healed her i don't know who was the most excited me or her i don't know who was crying the hardest me or her but my faith was rewarded my faith came through you see it's like going to gym you can't walk into the gym and take on arnold Schwarzenegger, mr olympia program and uh, bench at 500 kgs and you know one arm rows with a hundred kgs you're not going to get it right because your body is not strong enough to lift that weight and even if you do get it right you're going to be so sore and so hurt you're going to walk around like you know somebody with rigor mortis for the next week you go in and you start lifting light weight and your muscles become stronger and stronger and it's painful and it hurts and it hurts and it hurts and every time you go heavier it hurts more and that's exactly what you do with your faith. You go and you ply your faith. Maybe you can't. Maybe you don't see yourself giving somebody a thousand rand right now. Maybe you just don't have that faith that God is going to multiply that seed. Maybe you can't give away 50% of your income. Maybe you can't even give 10%. Maybe you can't tithe because you don't have the faith to do that. Go so get the word that says tithe, okay? Lord, I can trust you with 1%. and see how your faith builds. See how God, see, practice your faith. Hold on to it even in tough times. Praise the Lord continually because he leads you to breakthrough god is a good shepherd he says i lead my sheep i lead my flock to green pastures and still waters you don't have to go look for your own green pastures your own still waters he will lead you there and he's leading you to the breakthrough one of his names is the god of the breakthrough now if you read it in hebrew it says the god that punches through a wall that makes a way i want to encourage you to to go see The pavilion of faith. Go see men of faith in the Bible. Go see how faith moved mountains. Go see how God used faith to make ordinary men extraordinary through small little things. In Hebrews 11, the whole chapter is called the pavilion of faith. I want you to see those men sitting there and women. For when the day you come into heaven, that they are going to be the people that applaud your faith. For by faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Noah built an ark and said it's going to rain. And so forth, and so forth, and so forth. Even by faith, a prostitute lowered a red curtain. Rope out of her balcony, and God saved her. See, it's your faith that impresses him. But don't have faith in your faith. Have faith in him. Believe what he tells you. John fourteen thirteen says this Whatever you ask in my name, Jesus is speaking this in red letters. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. So, when you say that, can you ask for a Porsche? Is it according to his will? Because you can't ask in his name if not according to his will. You have to say, I know that this is his will. I've read it in the pages of the Bible. I'm willing to heal. I'm willing to supply your need. I'm willing to supply your want, but I'm not going to supply your greed, says the Lord. So, whatever you ask in my name, Jesus, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The qualification is this, that God what needs the glory. It doesn't need it. The glory goes to God through the Son. You see, Jesus' action, Jesus doing things on prayer, is to glorify His Father. James 5.16 The prayer of a righteous person has great power, as it is working the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much we've spoken about standing in righteousness we've we've got this down 2 corinthians 5 says 17 18 19 21 says that you are the righteousness of god you are righteous you see if i ask you if you're righteous and you can't say yes i am righteous i'm you need to get that scripture, not from in your head, but in your heart. It needs to sink down. You need to rhema on it. Rhema that I am righteous. And because I'm righteous, Psalm 5 verse 12 kicks in. I am, the righteous is surrounded with a shield of favor. I'm surrounded with a shield of favor. Psalm says, the righteous is as bold as a lion. And James 5 16 says, the fervent prayer of a righteous person has got great power. And so now you can say, you don't have to worry. Listen, is God hearing my prayer? Is there power in this prayer? Yes, I am righteous. There is power in my prayer. 1 Peter 3, 12 says, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. You know what God's watching you? If you're righteous, He watches you. How do you righteous? In Jesus, you're righteous. And His ears are open to their prayer. I don't know if God's hearing my prayer. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like a pray against the ceiling. All right? I'm not asking you what you're feeling. Are you righteous? Yes. His ears are open to you. Are you following this? How you get faith, you get this in, you get this in. Matthew 7 verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and it will be open to you. If you then who are evil know how to give good gift to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give you good things to those who ask him? Over and over, God is inspiring faith. I can go on for the next hour on how to beat unbelief. It is simple. Realize that unbelief is is part of belief. It's in my heart. It's everything in my heart. And when I've got unbelief towards the Word of God, it means I believe something different. And I need the Word of God to become rhema in my heart so that I can believe God. God wants you to believe god has given you a measure of faith he is for you he's not against you here's your naked truth whether you like it or not faith comes by the hearing of the word of god no other way you can't thumb suck it you can't make it up faith comes by the hearing of the word of god and it is only faith whether you like it or not that pleases god you cannot please god but by faith good night god bless keep safe see you guys next week